millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Creative Diaries. Today I'm here with Aggie K. Adams. First off, hi Aggie, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hi Kira, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So. No, thanks for being here. So I've been starting off with people quite chronologically in terms of asking them how they got into what they do. So I was wondering what your earliest memory is of wanting to be an actor. Well, my earliest memory, I think it would be watching Natalie Portman in um, Star Wars. I think I was—I must have been, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11, maybe even younger. And um, my parents got me the VHS cassette. It was in Poland as well. So, yeah, that's how I used to watch movies, which is crazy. So I got the VHS cassette and I just, and I saw Natalie Portman and I was like, I want to be that. <laughs> I want to play a princess in space. So still trying. <laughs> do you think it was Natalie Portman or do you think it was the character? Oh, I didn't know anything about her then, so it was definitely the character. <laughs> I didn't know who she was. I just thought she looked really cool. And, and it was, uh, the, I think it was the film Attack of the Clones, which now rewatching it is not my favorite film anymore, yeah. but at the time it was. And yeah, I and also I grew up in Poland, so for me, I, I definitely had the American dream. I'd watch American movies thinking that I want to be there, you know, obviously dreaming as a little girl and is your family creative so do you know what they would laugh if i said yes because i think they are even though they don't do anything creative uh, my my dad is running a small business and uh, my mom's helping him and and um, running the house so they have nothing to do with the creative world uh, but um, they really love music and art and um, 
they're really interested in what I do. They have no idea about film. My mom still freaks out when she watches me. She thinks it's me if I have red hair. She's like, what have you done? <laughs> or if I have a fake tattoo. So it's it's very new to them. They're definitely, definitely not from the creative world. Okay. Um, and what were the steps in between you watching Star Wars and then kind of deciding this was going to be your career path? Did you always want to be an actor? Or did you have different things you wanted to do along the way? Oh, um, so being an actress was my first, I think... I think before wanting to be an actress, maybe there was something else. I think a vet, as oh, cool. everyone. <laughs> um, but but being an actress was my first sort of dream, so to speak. But then, for many many years, I didn't think it would it was possible. I've tried applying to universities. Uh, I w- I wanted to study. I wanted to study law, or actually, it's it's still my dream. I wanted to be a humanitarian lawyer. So it was a dream in the beginning and then I left it for a long time. And then I moved to London and just lots of things happened. I didn't get into to any university, universities I wanted to go to at the time when I was 18. I ended up moving to London to just live and see what I want to do. And I got a job at the theatre as a front of house usher. And it just started to interest me more and more. But I was exploring lots of different avenues. I just didn't believe I could... I mean, you know, I had the the dream, but I I didn't believe it could happen, would happen, and how do I do it? You know, I'm just from Poland, just came to London. (laughs) You know, how how do I become an actress? So I have no idea how it happened, honestly. (laughs) So, like, looking back, I... Yeah, it was... um, When was it? About nine years ago. Yeah, when when I moved here. It's it's been a crazy journey, really, really crazy. What yeah. theater did you used to usher at? They used to have the show on called the Blood Brothers, and okay. it's called uh, Phoenix Theater. Oh, do you know where that is? It's on Charing Cross, just opposite Foils now. Oh, okay. It didn't used to be Foils then. Yeah, but... no, I have because I've heard of it, but I in my mind it was a comedy venue for some reason. Uh, maybe because now they have this. I think now they have a. They've obviously they've changed the musicals, but um, I'm not sure they have them now, actually. Okay, so when yeah. you when you moved here, how long do you think it was between you that you kind of decided to go for it and figured out what you want to do? You know, it's a very it's a very interesting question. I would say in my case, it was everything has been due to um, my self confidence. I when I was 18, 19, 20, I just I just genuinely didn't think I was good enough to even try. So for a long time I wouldn't even do anything towards acting. And then I think only by 20, 21, I was just, you know, I was just working and trying to survive on um minimum wage and um and then I think through I was um I was working as a hostess doing events. So I'd hold a tray of canapes and and uh, through that I met lots of other actors and I remember I think I met a guy who said I'm I go to this acting school called um Giles 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 says yeah Uh, and um why don't you come and check out a class and I went in and we had this crazy exercise how is it called you know when you're like in a circle and you go in the circle dance the circle dance yeah so I did that and I just realized that I really loved it and uh, people would tell me that I'm good at it. From then on, I started thinking, okay, could could I do this? Could I make money from it? Could I live of it? And that was back in, I think, 2012. So how many years ago would that be? Seven? 
Yeah. So about seven years ago, when when I started to think that way, and then it took until, and then I I was training. I've trained. I ended up training there, and and just slowly becoming more confident. I think in three years later, I got my first agent and in 2015. So I've started auditioning, I think in the summer of 2015 for the first time, which was a disaster. It was a, it was a terrible experience because I was so insecure and my agent at the time, very, very great agency, but, but just um, it, it, I couldn't handle the pressure and I, I, wasn't, I don't think I was quite ready. They were, they were sending me for lots of big auditions and I would just, uh, yeah, I, I freaked out many times, even though I thought they went well. But my agent ended up basically dropping me after six months. <laughs> oh, God. I know. So the beginnings were really tough. Uh, I don't know why. I think it was it was a lot of things. It was, um, yeah, we just didn't get on. I felt I felt very pressured and, and insecure and just wasn't ready. Uh, but I continued training. And then I, I signed with someone else in March 2016, so three and a half years ago. And that's when, I've sta- when I started actually working. And I just got, my, I got myself together and just had to realize that, yes, I'm going to do this. That's the decision because it has to happen in your mind. I'm good enough. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. And that big transition happened after I've been dropped by my first agent. I had, I, it had to happen so I would realize in myself that I won this. And then I started working and, and have, you know, God bless, haven't stopped yet. So very That's amazing. Lucky. Can you yeah. talk us through a, like a bit of your training? What kind of classes did you do? Sure. Um, at Giles, is we did everything, you know, from working on um, with American acting coaches on method, like, such as Roberta, to working more structurally as well, naming your actions and activities. That's, I, I'm very glad I learned that. I don't really use it, to be fair. I would use it if I'm really, really stuck, if I have no idea what's going on in the scene and in the script. But I, I prefer working in- instinctively. And my favorite bit of training, I think, working with this lady called Bashiba Garnet, who was running those classes called Simplicity. And she taught me how to just have a thought and simply say it, which is what we do in real life. Yeah. So why don't we do it? So so, but it took me a long time to, and it, I'm still learning. I still have. I, I the other the other week I had a freak out and I just couldn't say the lines simply. I would try to put something on, or when you're not quite sure of what you're doing, you just don't believe yourself. <laughs> so you try to cover it up, and that's just awful. So I, you know, obviously I'm still learning. But yeah, just just having a thought and saying it simply and letting go being in the moment and I've done lots of Meisner as well so yeah that and Meisner and method is sort of my thing I'm, I mix it depending on what, what I feel instinctively the script the scene requires I'll use different things what is your process like so if you get a script what's the first couple of things you do so it, it depends how big a script because if I get a proper script and, and how much time so for me if I get a call with an audition my first question is by when and I have to assess because if it's a big script in 12 pages and it's happened that I have two days for that then I go up on it's like it's this adrenaline and I I don't even know how I do it I just push through mm-hmm. and do it and just don't look back but it takes a it's very difficult because afterwards I just feel really bad for a few days because it's so intense 
I prefer if I get the script, if it's let's say 10 pages to prepare, five days would be amazing if I had, and quite often I do. I want to read it and I want to put it aside for a minute because I try to read scripts not as an actress who could play in the script. I try to read it objectively every single time just to see how I I connect with the story. And then I'd look at the character that they would like me to do. And um, first off, I I look for an angle to find her or him. I mean, I've only played women so far, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's why I say her. I will try to connect to her, figure out what she wants, find it in my body so it's coming from somewhere yeah figure out what she wants what she's been through and then look at the scene and and see what's going on in the scene and then if it's a self-tape which quite often it is these days set up a date and go in and play and have fun with it and then just prep as much as I can and then let it go let it fly and enjoy it and quite often I, I just know I need to make the scene work and sometimes it's happened I've changed little things or actions that for example there's an action in the script but I can't really tape it in the self-tape studio because I have no space and it doesn't look good when I try to you know let's say stab someone but I'll but I'll find another action that would give the intention that I felt is required for the scene and also the last thing I I would say I try to give a little bit of me and show and and just reveal something about myself in the scene about who I am so bring me to the character sorry it's a bit complicated no that was really chaotic. helpful <laughs> I don't know. was it yeah because oh, I was God. just thinking god if I have to like stab someone in a scene there's a part of me that you know just gets I actually never thought of trying to do something else that just represents it or really? you know yeah oh yeah, I do it quite often it just just so I find something something physical that would I think I think for stabbing out I, I could even just how do you call this when you... Oh, yeah, you're like ring your Yeah, wrist. I just oh, ring something, like ring the a towel or like pull the towel, you know, just to yeah. generate the intensity. I don't know. I do lots of different weird stuff I've done. Okay. self-tapes. For when you were saying there was like three years before you got your first agent, how did you deal with moments of instability or self-doubt? How did I deal with it then or now? Because that's a big difference. Okay, both, I suppose, if you found a coping mechanism. Okay, so when I got my first agent, and I'm guessing also the reason it didn't work out then that well is because I was taking things very personally. I couldn't quite cope with rejection. I would get very, very down if I didn't get cast, or I would just have freakouts all the time. Like you said, in moments of self-doubt, I would allow my mind to take me down the rabbit hole. And then in my head, I'd get such bad anxiety thinking that, oh, my oh my God, I'll never get a job. I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, I have no money. And, and it can it can really trip you badly. It, I had lots of bad trips through talking to a lot of people, more experienced actors and just getting lots of support in the in the industry. I've been very lucky to have met incredible supporting friends. I've I slowly started realizing that this is not serving me in any positive way. So every time my anxiety would kick in about work, I would catch myself and I'd say, stop, everything's fine. You're not dying, you're creating. So to realize that it's about me creating something, not about me getting or not getting or what the result is. It's, it's about me enjoying the creation. 
obviously I still have moments when that little saboteur, how, how do you call it, like a yeah. little person sabotaging you in your, in your head tells me, ah, you know, you're not doing enough, you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not, you're not working enough, your projects are not high profile enough. It happens, but I have a lot more control over it now. So it, it doesn't take me down the rabbit hole and I allow myself to have a bad day as well. It's okay, you know, sometimes you're not on top of it. I don't, like I said, I don't, it doesn't intensify because I don't allow it. I think it's actually the most important skill to learn how to be an artist and how to live as an actor, not just how to do acting. Because you can be, I have the most talented friends and they their mindset is so negative that it wouldn't allow them to get past that to actually be able to create something. And and it happens a lot. I see it. Yeah, it's, I think we need to just support each other and talk about it more. Because it's very, very difficult to get out of your own head. Very, very hard. Yeah. Because mm. one of the things while you're talking about supporting people a lot more is you're involved in a lot of, well, doing work with women and promoting equality. What led you down that path? And where did you get these opportunities or did you seek them out? You know... I think it's because I, I'm a I'm a woman working in the industry. Obviously, I'm in that box, and I was very lucky enough to work with wonderful female directors, such as Christina, for example, who directed Oh Ramona. Um, and for me, just observing these women and watching, I was watching Viola Davis a lot. She, she's my role model, actually. And like she says that it all starts from knowing that you deserve all of this because we were taught that we don't deserve or that we're not good enough, that we have to work so hard to be worthy, but we don't. We are worthy and we we deserve and to be to be there. And um, through working, I met, yeah, like I said, lots of incredible women. And one of them is running a magazine called Cine Girl that connects women working in the industry. It's about from across the board, not just actors, obviously, but crew members, especially uh, writers, directors. And she's asked me to be an ambassador. And I, I think it's a beautiful project and I accepted. But yeah, that that came to me. But I'm also uh, working on a project myself, just just my my side project about it's a story about how do you how do you find self-worth? How how do you get to the place where you gen you can genuinely stand tall and say, yeah, I deserve to be here. I deserve to ask for things. I deserve to create and I deserve to receive. And if we weren't brought up in that mindset, because it's quite new that women you know, are speaking out, I think it's really important and we need to talk more. So even now I feel insecure talking about this because it's still difficult. Yeah. That's what you think. Yeah, I think so too. I do find it hard in some cases if you work hard for something or you you are doing the work and I do think you deserve definitely to it's just hard to yeah it's so hard yeah even even um even you know even talking here now I'm thinking who am I to say really I haven't done anything <laughs> uh, but but I'm I'm learning to yeah to know that I'm I'm good enough I think um, we're all, uh, uh, I'm sure it's the same journey for you. Yeah, I do think sometimes, oh God, afterwards, what did it, why didn't I? Like even the other day, I went to help a friend with a self-tape. And at, by the end, it was so late by the time, you know, he was happy with it and we got it right. And then 
he was like, do you want an Uber home? I was like, no, 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 just <laughs> come to the comedy night. Bye, I gotta go. And then oh, ran no. off. Take the Uber. I know. I, I decided to walk home and I, the entire way I was like, I don't know, my breathing was just like, huh. and then I was looking behind me every five seconds because in my mind there was always oh, someone behind me. And then nothing happened. I was completely fine. But then just silly little things like I won't allow people to buy me drinks or, you know, unless I know them like really well. Yeah. And then I feel guilty afterwards. So sometimes I'm like, oh, and it's really silly things like, you know, um, just letting people do nice things for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really tough, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same as, um, yeah, I, I have the same every time something good happens or there's a lot of good things happening. Like I get jobs or, you know, somebody wants to work with me that I've always wanted to. My first thought is, like, is oh, my God, they'll see that I'm terrible and they'll find out that yeah. they actually don't want to work with me. So, but it's it's so good that you're. I think that we're aware of that. That's step number one. Isn't yeah, it? just knowing definitely that this happens. So next time you can say, actually, yes, I'd love a drink from you. Thank you, because somebody offered. Yeah. So why don't you say yes? Or even just you know. I remember I asked this guy to be on the podcast about two weeks ago. And he was really enthusiastic and stuff. And we were getting on really well and we were chatting for about an hour. And then as things progressed around the hour mark, I was like, "Okay, I'm running out of conversation. He's going to soon find out you're not that cool. Now is the appropriate time to leave. So I left very abruptly. (laughs) I do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my favorite bit is auditions where... I I never try to, you know, talk to casting directors as in, you know, I'm there to do the job. But then when they talk to me, I'm always like, oh, are they talking to me because they really think I'm good or they just and they're just, you know, they're just chatting. And I'm like, oh, I think I should leave because I'm not good enough to be talking to this person. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I do the same thing. No, but it it comes and goes in waves. I have, you know, better. We both do. I'm sure we all do have yeah. better days and. But it's it's good to recognize that we're not alone when that happens, when we get in our heads. Yeah, definitely. And just like, abort mission, just leave. Run. Yeah, yeah it, I have it all the time. And I and I actually, when I notice that, I check myself and I'm like, hang on a minute. Why? Why do I leave? Am I, it's okay, I can stay and talk to this person. It's, it's because they're more powerful doesn't mean they're better. Yeah. You know, we're all equal. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a journey. It's definitely, and I've gone. I can just realizing when I'm talking to you and going back in time, I've really realized how how much I've grown even in the last two years. It's crazy. Do you have a goal when you talk about where you've come? What, where would you like to be in, you know, the next two years? Yeah, or the next five. (laughs) (laughs) I I have been thinking about this a lot, especially this summer. For some reason, I felt a new chapter kind of thing what do I want to do um, I would like to get more experience in film and TV for sure I would like to work with with new exciting directors as well as um, you know old and established I would like to get more experience and explore more play different characters I'd love to you know do a period piece for example and I, I keep being cast as sort of crazy troubled teenagers which okay. is really fun <laughs> and awesome, but I'd like to play someone normal in the sense of, well, except for the costume piece that I just mentioned, you know, a normal, I don't know, a wife who 
and tell a very intimate so story of a relationship and family. But at the same time, I'd love to be in the crazy Marvel film and, oh, you yeah. know, kick some ass and do my own stunts and, you know, train physically for three months. I, I just would like to experience more, uh, build up some solid body of work and then and then see what happens next. I'm very much involved in the um, in the in the in the charity campaign that that we're doing eleven. So I'd I'd love to continue doing charity work. I I'm still exploring that because at the moment everything is just a lot because it's it's quite new to me. So I'm trying to I have to focus on acting uh, at the moment. But yes, getting more experience and working on on charity projects, perhaps um, you know helping kids, refugees. It's my my big thing i'll just see what comes in the next couple of years definitely distribute my energy between filming and charity work when you were talking there about yeah. the characters you'd like to play in the future i started to think a little bit about what characters you don't want to play is there anything you stay away from when you get a script or characters you definitely are like oh no not for me yes i personally really don't like characters that are very stereotypical you know there's an east because there's in let's say a woman eastern european girl who's a prostitute but there's no reason for her to be eastern european and prostitute it's just a stereotype how people from the west see eastern european women or you know or there's they always have to be really beautiful and serve sort of as the male uh fantasy and that really annoys me and bugs me. And I read it a lot in scripts and I tell my agents and they say, yeah, I know it's terrible. We all think it's terrible, but they keep writing it because for TV, especially because um, because that's the image. And in general, I, I don't really like characters that are written not in a human way, but it is, as a stereotype. So you just serve, you know, you might as well get a picture. It's not, it, you know, I, I prefer I prefer to work on, on real people who... I think it's, yeah, like I said, I think it's down to writing. The sort of image of a pretty girl that just serves the male ego for a minute. I just hate that in scripts. It's boring to me. It's uninteresting. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't serve anyone. doesn't do anything for the story, in my opinion. But, yeah, that's just my personal... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're like, oh my Don't god, that's back. a lot of hate. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, it's just that image of a woman and especially a sort of Eastern European woman that sometimes I come across that I, I dislike in scripts. That's all. And since acting is, you know, mainly a collaboration, I was wondering if there's anyone you've worked with or kind of a team that you've really thought well I'd love to work with them again that's been an amazing experience yeah I would love to work with uh, Christina Jacob again um, who directed O Ramona there's a there's a director I've just shot a music video with whom I really really love um, Kez and uh, it's you know for me for me it is all about working with directors to be honest because I then this is actually when you said, what do you want to do? What I've said to my new team, I said, I want to work with, I want to work with good directors. I want to find the director I want to work with. And um, I, my first thing, I've never worked uh, with a Polish director and I really wanted to. And I've just, I got a job with a, an amazing Polish director called Kuba Czekaj and we're shooting next year. And I'm very excited about that. 
it's it's for me it's about the connection yeah if we just look at each other and we just know or he tells me one thing and we just you know it's it's this thing you just look for a collaborator you can create with and and it's, it's someone i have to really trust as well because I'm, i'm putting my vulnerability in their hands so yeah it's very exciting for me working with directors it's Yeah, and did he his team approach you or did you since you were looking for someone did you go out and look? Uh no, so I it was it was actually I I got a script through and an audition request a self tape because he was in Poland and the casting director is based in Berlin. So they've sent me all the information and I remember the first time I've said because I've said, "Oh look, I'm Polish. Can I read the script in Polish?" It sort of never happened. I just did the tape, and then and then he asked me to do a recall tape, a uh, very funny recall tape. Just just do the script, but imagine you're a dog and you're, which is I love those hilarious. I shot it actually on holiday in Barbados, so that was really tough to to shoot in. A, yeah, it was difficult to find a space, a quiet space with no tropical birds uh, screaming. <laughs> But I, I there I did the recall tape, and again I said, "Hi, I'm Polish. Could I?" I told my agents to pass on the message, but somehow, and then I, and then I, I said as well that um, I would love to go and meet him in person because I'm Polish. I can easily fly there. And a few days later, they said, "Kuba would love to meet you." I said, "Yay!" Uh, so I was very excited. Uh, got off the plane from Barbados, got on the plane to Poland, met him, and then he said, oh my gosh, you're Polish. I only found out <laughs> a few days ago. And I said, what do you mean? Nobody told you? He's like, no. So he had no idea I was Polish, and somehow the message just got lost because there's so many people to go through. And uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a great chat uh, about the script, story, and life. And I heard back uh, maybe two months later. Uh, just literally last week so that he would love to work with me and I thought he didn't to be honest because okay. obviously I didn't hear for a long time but um yeah so that's how it happened it was just an audition coming through okay my agent I also wanted to talk a little bit about Oromona because it seems like life has changed a little bit you're following everything <laughs> has gotten a bit yeah, more crazy the Instagram, since the, the Instagram thing yeah it has uh It was very, very unexpected. I'm getting, going to be really honest with you. Um, I didn't know anything. I just heard that it, it was going to be on Netflix original and everyone's kept telling me, it's 190 countries. It's 190 countries. And for some reason, it just never registered. I just thought, oh, there's so much stuff on Netflix. It's like, I, yeah. I never, never expected, it's, I never expected the film to get the attention it got, basically. But at the same time, we've all worked really hard on this. I worked really hard on the character. And in the beginning, when I started receiving literally hundreds of messages, I, I thought they got the wrong person. They don't know. I haven't done any because in my in in my head, it, we shot it, I think, two years before or a year and a half before. It was so long done. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? It's out <laughs> of nowhere. I have a, you know, I mean, one, one day to the next, I'm... I'm getting all of these messages and calls and it took a long it took time to adjust because I used to take every message very personally and they are really funny and some of them are really crazy some of them are very dark and in the beginning I used to read all of them and then now I sort of read every now and then and 
I'm just very grateful that people connected to the character and they've enjoyed it. And now I see it as a very positive experience. Yeah. I used, I was just very, very scared because I just didn't know what was going on. So I rea so so I was yeah, I was I was very scared in the beginning and and felt pressure and everyone just wanted something from me and I didn't know what can I give and I constantly felt like I wasn't doing enough or but then but then I've just relaxed and you know, it is what it is. It happened. I'm very blessed because I I on the back of that just a lot of things happened for me. So I'm very grateful and yeah, just so happy about this actually. Yeah, how did you get that part? I auditioned. I it was also uh yeah, casting director. I think someone I knew was auditioning for this movie and then I was helping him with the script and then I've realized that Ramona fits my casting type and then the casting director who was casting it knew me. We knew each other. So I think my agent at the time contacted her about this and she said, yeah, yeah, send a self-tape. And I shot a self-tape. I remember very instinctively because I had no time. Again, it was one of those, can you send it tomorrow because we're already late? Mm. So I said, sure. So I just improvised for one take and for one we did the scene and I then then I got invited to a couple of chemistry reads with different actors and and then I I got a, Christina offered me the the job so it was it feels, feels like it was meant to be you know yeah <laughs> but but yeah it it's very unexpected for me I did not expect any of this yeah any but but I'm I'm happy I just yeah, it it's still it's sometimes I still feel the pressure because it's still quite new to do something I'm not doing or to you know, everyone has a different advice for me, everyone tells me different. So also but like you said, just realise what do I want to do. So that's what I've been thinking of for the last couple of months. What do I want? Yeah. One of the things I've been asking people regularly in these interviews is what advice would you give to your sixteen year old self and what advice would you give to aspiring actors? So first, to my 16-year-old self, <laughs> I mean, I was mad as, when I was 16. I would just hold hold her and say, it's going to be okay. You're good enough and you're beautiful and you have to love yourself and respect yourself. That's what I would say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just um, don't dramatize too much. Okay. Don't, Yeah. <laughs> It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. You're not. You're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, that to my sixteen-year-old self and um, and to uh, an aspiring actor, don't think about what other people want you to be or want you to do because it's all about what you have to give and offer to someone, and it can only come from you. So you you can't want to please anyone or do things for someone it has to come from you you have to know why you're doing it and what you what you can give just know yourself deep down and work from there and then people it will attract people people will come but don't try too hard to be something that that you think people want because it's not true no yeah that's really good advice <laughs> i hope so and lastly i just wanted to ask where can people follow you if they want to keep up with what you're doing 
yeah, uh, I guess Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be better. I'm, I don't think I'm... I, I'm going to post more about what I'm doing, but I also never know what I'm allowed to say or not. So yeah. now I'm, I'm doing a... I'm shooting a, a film in France in October, which I'm really excited about. I will be able to hopefully say what it is very soon. Just need to okay it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the movie with Kuba Chekai which I already said I'm shooting, so he better be okay with me saying that. <laughs> I should probably check as well, um, but I'm sure <laughs> it's fine. So uh, this is what I'm doing, and um, uh, yeah, I, I'll be I'll be posting things for sure. So yeah, just just follow me, and I'll I promise to be better with keeping people updated with uh, what I'm up to. Do you know your handle? Yeah, Gosh. my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. It's it's just Aggie K Adams. A G G Y K Adams. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. I hope I hope I was okay. <laughs> no, it was really good. <laughs>